Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7088 after 7. This is the Mark Aram Show, normally heard 10 to midnight on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. On a little earlier so we can continue our post-debate coverage. Obviously, uh, last night's uh, second presidential debate, a much talked about affair. I want to get to as many calls as we can. Your thoughts on that? Uh, here's some numbers. Low T. Chuck, by the way, screening the calls. Mark Dowden, the great ghost from Oklahoma, on the other side of the takeout window. TV ratings. Did you see the ratings for last night's debate, Chuck? Uh, like 66 million, I think. Look, but here's the here's the catch. So if you missed off, the first I... hour of the show, uh, we discussed what, what I thought and you thought about the debate. I thought Donald Trump was the aggressor. Uh, Hillary Clinton was just playing prevent defense. So on that alone, I think Donald Trump won the debate. I, I just do. I think Hillary won the first one. I thought Donald won the second one. I did have issues with uh, Donald's debate style, which we'll continue to discuss. Nevertheless, I thought after the weekend of the uh, Access Hollywood bus tape, everyone would be watching last night. I just thought it would be a record-breaking debate. Like, what's he going to say about the tape? Yeah, this is his first time not giving a, a taped reaction or an apology or whatever. So I just figured everyone was going to be watching it. The second debate, last night's debate, 19% fewer viewers than the first debate. Yeah. 19%. A fifth of the audience. That's that's a big drop-off. Yeah, and the Nielsen rating said it dropped off even further after the first half hour. I don't doubt it. I and mean, that's bad for Trump, too. Right, because he got better after the first 20 the minutes. After the first 20 minutes, yeah. he really he really caught his game. He He got on track. Um, but here's a surprising number. So in 2012, the second debate between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama had a higher ratings than last night's second debate. I think it didn't help being on Sunday night. And the Packers game on as well. And the, honestly, I just... I'm a Giants just, fan. My team was playing, and I watched the debate. Well, you're not a good fan. All right, here's a question. Are you ready? Uh, we'll, we'll stick with TV ratings for a second for 100, Alex. Last night... Which had the highest rating in Atlanta? Channel 2's debate coverage, Fox 5's debate coverage, WGCL's debate coverage, or Sunday Night Football on NBC? Which of those four had the higher number in Atlanta? WSB, Fox 5, WGCL, or the football game on 11 Alive? Dowden, what of those four, what had the highest numbers? I would imagine WSB TV. All right. Chuck? I'll say football. Just It was football, yeah. Really? really? Not by a lot. Football was number one. Barely beating Channel 2, then Fox 5's debate, and then uh, CBS's debate coverage. I would imagine a few people flipped over, but then flipped back 
being like, there's nothing new here. I was I was watching and, the football game on my phone. Yeah, on CBS Sports Line, not watching the game, but like the updates. So, and I think on weekends people want to check out of this nonsense. They yeah. want to watch college football. They want to watch the NFL. Here's an interesting. They'll check back in on Monday. So HBO, we've been talking about the show uh, Westworld. Westworld. So it premiered last Sunday, not yesterday. I haven't watched the newest episode yet. So they released it early. Yeah, watched it today because they they I think they were afraid. Well, everyone's gonna be watching Nobody the debate. Will, yeah, no one will watch episode two, so they released it early. I, yeah, like on Thursday or Friday, didn't they? I watched Gowden? it. Yeah. Friday. I watched yeah. it. It was really good. Okay, I'll, really I mean, good. I'm, I'm going to catch awesome. up tonight. All so. right, enough about Westworld. Let's go back to the debate. Your thoughts, who won, who lost, why, and what happens next. 404-872-0750. Shannon joins us on the program. Hello, Shannon. How you doing, Mark? I, I didn't know until listening to you that you had been a college debater. And I guess my issue is, who has expected to learn anything in the last 20 years when PETA hosts a debate between a butcher and a vegan? You're never going to learn anything new about either side. So you're you're slyly saying that this was uh, a democratic debate. Is that is well, that the issue? Is well, even look at the first debate when the moderator spends a minute monologuing about how great the current economy is before he asks Hillary Clinton a question about the economy. Mm-hmm. Is that actually a debate? Uh, <laughs> or, or is he he's setting? I don't know what economy he's in, but he he's setting up the table. I don't I don't really even watch him. I, I wait to hear what other people say about him afterwards because that. But I all right, I, I I that's the worst way to go through life. To be honest, I I understand what what your point is. I don't agree with it. I, I think that people th- see biases where they want to see biases. But the fact that you're not going to watch the debate, you want to hear what other people have to say after, that is our biggest problem right now in the world. I don't want to make my own mind up. I want someone else to make my mind up for me. That's redonkulous. I understand it might be not your cup of tea to watch a debate, and I get it. It was, it was difficult to watch last night. But to say, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to wait for other people to tell me what they think. That's that's no way to go through life, man. I thought I thought last night's moderators were were very fair. I I do. They interrupted Donald Trump more than Hillary Clinton because Donald Trump was in, interrupting Hillary Clinton more than Hillary interrupted Donald. That's the that's the fact of it. And they let Donald go way past his time a number of times. He took her Hillary's whole two minutes one one question. I have no problem with the, the moderators last night. I thought Anderson Cooper in particular did a pretty good job. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Patty is in Flowery Branch. Patty, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, how Patty. are you this evening? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. What did you think about the debate last night? Well, I almost didn't watch the debate mm-hmm. um, because I was so offended by Hillary's smirking the first time. And I just thought, well... Let's give it a try. Let's see how it goes. I'm an independent, and I am really offended by Hillary. Absolutely. Just, just to get a, just to get. Let me get this straight. You're not offended by the emails. Oh, I am. Benghazi. It was the smirk that prevented you oh, from. Oh no, no, no! Please, that's that's the many, many things. <laughs> okay. About her. But it was just the look on her face. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was after how obnoxious she speaks about the majority of Americans and. Well, oh, yeah, I don't know if she talked about a majority of the Americans. Well, at least 50%. No. And I felt like she was insulting women. I believe she, I uh, the, 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 see, again, I'm going to fact check. 
Her original statement was half of Donald Trump's supporters are deplorable. So, and then she apologized and said that she didn't mean half. But let's just take the first statement. Half of Donald Trump's, let's say Donald Trump has 40% of uh, the nation supporting him. Half of that is 20%. So she called one-fifth of the United States deplorable, which is deplorable for her to do. But let's at least get things straight. And to her credit, she did apologize to that. If you have a problem, again, I'm going to solve everyone's problems here tonight. If you have a problem with Hillary Smirk or... Donald's facial expressions, and you don't want to watch the debate, lucky for you, we carry it live here on WSB Radio, and you can close your eyes, and as Chuck says, go to your happy place. You don't have to see Hillary smirks. You don't have to see Donald's facial expressions. You don't have to see what Martha Raddatz is wearing. You don't have to see Chelsea Clinton. You don't have to see Bill Clinton. You can just bask in the, the audio splendor of what is... Our Democratic Republic. Uh, I need a name on line one, Chuck. Who is on line one? Sir? Don. Don is in Marietta. Don, welcome to the show. I love your show. This is your buddy, Don. I call you every time. Uh, I, I have voted Republican, Democrat, and Independent in presidential elections. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump seems is nowhere near the debater that Hillary is. Yeah, he just doesn't have the experience. And I think uh, a lot of Americans are really tired of the polished, say everything, and do nothing for most of Nothing changes. Nothing changes. They just push the money around, and everybody sit home and be dumb and happy. And I, I, I think most Americans, that's, that's the one thing about Trump and a hot feeling, is because it's not... Making it's not what we're used to. Uh, I mean, I think Hillary had a lot of Donald Trump had a lot of missed opportunities, and so did Hillary. What do I like about Donald Trump? I really liked his campaign check. I mean, that that was a perfect comeback line because he wrote a check for her campaign in what 2008. Uh, I mean, it was uh, it's. The, the biggest, obviously, the biggest appeal, or one of the biggest appeals of Donald Trump is exactly what you said. He is not a politician. Now, that is what brings people to his camp, but it also can hurt him on a debate stage because he's not a politician. He hasn't done a hundred of these debates. He doesn't have the, the time logged. And to be fair, he's, he, I'm certain he didn't prep as much as Hillary Clinton for this debate. Now, that's, that's an, uh, a, a him problem. He could, he could rectify that by putting in more, debate prep but again i'm <laughs> i would be the same way if i had gotten through life the way donald trump has and i might i think i have just flying by the seat of my pants i might scoff at doing debate prep and go well i've gotten this far without prepping why why should i have to the problem is that the fact that donald trump is not a politician while it brings people to the uh to the to the tent the trump tent it it hurts him when we see him on a debate stage it hurts him when he gets grilled in a one-on-one interview about um syria aleppo last night it was an awkward moment when he was talking about mosul last night he's he stepped in some huge landmines when it came to foreign policy last night that's where the prep really really helps i'm not saying he should become the polished politician that we're all used to but you've you've got to go in knowing your stuff Front to back, back to front. A to Z, Z to A. Soup to nuts. Terrell is in Atlanta. Terrell, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my, my call. My pleasure. 
Um, I think Hillary won that debate, and I have a couple of points I'd like to um, say about that. Okay. First, I thought she engaged the audience. She is ex- experienced in working a town hall meeting. She repeated the question so that other people were aware that she answered the question. Um, he lacked foreign policy knowledge, and you just mentioned that. And I totally he he stepped in many landmines with that. He painted broad put brush pictures uh, with no specifics. He threw his running mate under the bus, and every time he referred to African Americans or Mexicans, he said the African Americans, the Mexicans. He painted a broad broad brush picture. Understood, uh, I, Terrell. I, I appreciate your uh, input. I, my biggest problem with Donald Trump was the question avoidance last night. Real quick, debate coach from Southern Illinois University is a five-time national debate championship coach. He graded the debate last night as a debate coach, and you had a good point. Interaction with questionnaires. He gave Clinton an A and Trump a C. That's where that politician, that polis politician comes in. She definitely can, can relate and talk to people in in that setting better than Donald. We'll come back with more of your calls. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show. Brought to you by Low T Nation. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Straight back to the phones. Your thoughts on last night's debate. Lori joins us on the program. Hello, Lori. Adios, Lori. James is in Canton. James, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, how's it going? What's up, buddy? Good. I, I think this, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, election season is really indicative of, you know, what we saw in the primary season is that, you know, Americans are, have made a statement that um, they're fed up with government. Uh, they see the corruption within government. They see the corruption within both parties. Uh, and they see the corruption within the media and the bias. And, you know, the bottom line is um, people know who Hillary Clinton is and what she stands for. People know what Donald Trump is. Can I, can I ask you a question? What, what media outlets specifically are biased, do you think? Um, pretty much everyone except Fox News. Um, and, he, you know, you can't really see that, obviously, because of you know, where you sit. Yeah, but yeah. The bottom line is that... The, when you look at I mean, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm curious about this uh, because the, the media has been uh, taking on a chin from a lot of folks. How many newsrooms you ever been into? I've, I've been in all of them. Uh, oh, you've been in all of them. What, what, what's your job? I've worked as it worked for as worked for uh, the mainstream side. I know, you know, as a former military officer, I've been in uh, several in, in, in Fox News. But what I was going to say is that you know when you when you look at what's happened from the primary season w- with Donald Trump, I mean he outlasted 16 other candidates, several of whom were good candidates, several of whom who... Several of whom who might be up by 10 points right now in the general election. I've been in uh, newsrooms. Let's see. I am 42 now. I first started working in media when I was 14. So someone do the map. 28 years? Have I been in the media for 28 years? I understand why people think there is a media bias. But in my 28 years in newsrooms, 28 years... I have never been at a at a media outlet, whether it was a newspaper, a radio station, or a television station, and I've worked at plenty, where there was a media conspiracy, where we had meetings, 
And the, the news director came in and said, all right, listen, this, uh, we got to stop this Mitt Romney guy. Or we got to stop this George Bush guy. There's no secret memos. Now, granted, most of the people that work in media come from liberal educated colleges uh, and have liberal educations, but in never in 28 years working in newsrooms every day have I seen implicit bias in the media. And if you think that Fox News is the only unbiased media outlet, well, I don't know what to say. I will I will take legitimate criticisms of the media, but there's no grand conspiracy here, folks. If the media is reporting things not the way that you want them to report them, that doesn't mean they're biased. They're journalists. Jennifer Griffey's is a journalist. Tried and true. She's next with news, weather, and traffic. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Debate two in the books. We are discussing that tonight on this early edition of The Mark Aram Show at 737 at your beck and call till 8 tonight. What are we doing tonight, Chuck, for the uh, regular scheduled Mark Aram Show? What are we doing? Are we replaying this this thing? We're going to rebroadcast this hour, and then I got a good best of. Okay, cool. All right, so there'll be some fresh stuff for you, 10 to midnight. Uh, We were discussing yesterday's debate, last night's debate. Uh, If you missed the beginning of the show, my immediate reaction was, uh, Hillary Clinton went into that debate playing prevent defense. If if you are a football fan, you know what that means. That means they uh, her team believes she's up by three touchdowns, and she uh, went into the debate just trying to hold that lead. She wasn't trying to score points. She wasn't trying to increase her lead. She was just playing prevent defense. A lot of times, as football fans will tell you, that doesn't always work out so well. Uh, it, uh, the uh, famous line is, the prevent defense prevents you from winning. Will that happen? We shall see. Donald J. Trump has a large hole to dig himself out of if you believe the polls that were released before the debate. These polls were taken before the debate in a four-way race with Johnson and Stein included. Hillary Clinton is up 11 points nationally on Donald Trump. Head-to-head, Clinton versus Trump, she's up 14. Those are historically huge numbers when it comes to a general election. We haven't had a 10-point win in a general election for the presidency since Ronald Reagan trounced Walter Mondale in 1984 so it's there's a hole there's no question there's a hole donald trump though i thought was the aggressor he he had a rough first 20 minutes but uh, came on was very aggressive uh got in some good shots i think he won the debate is it enough to sway independent voters your thoughts on last night's debate 404-872-0751-800 wsb talk rob joins us on the show hello rob hey mark how you doing excellent buddy what's going on well to be honest with you, I thought Donald Trump stomped Hillary mm-hmm. last night. Just he was he was amazing. I don't trust Hillary Clinton. I I never have. I I trust her as about as far as I can throw her. Uh, she I have absolutely no respect for her. This goes way back to when her husband was president. And he had his little sexual thing with Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get she, it. She took him back, and she is a complete moron. And that's what really lost my respect. For so her. you're so Donald you're undecided, Trump. is what you're saying. You're undecided on the uh, election. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm very. Undecided. All right. Here's a, here's a, a a serious question. And I also said this in the first hour. There, there's 40 percent of the country that is going to vote for Donald Trump no matter what. You are in that camp. There's 40% yeah. of the country that is going to vote for Hillary Clinton no matter what. So it's that middle 20% that they're fighting over that will determine this election. Do you think Donald 
Trump scored enough points last night to sway enough of that middle 20%? I believe that he did. Okay. Uh, he knows how to get this. He is a very successful businessman, and all she kept on doing was bringing up, you know, the tape controversy. You know, guys will be guys. Guys talk about that locker room talk all the time. But what, you know, what she did and what her husband did is far worse than just talk. And I think that the undecided voters are going to come around and he is going to win this okay. by landslide. Well, we're going to find out, uh, probably not tonight, but I imagine tomorrow we're going to see post-debate polls. The whole locker room excuse, I, I've i been in locker rooms my whole life. Um, nonsense. I, I've never heard anything like that in a locker room. Do you want an example of if, if you're a female or a male and you're not, you don't have uh, familiarity what goes on in a locker room, Chuck and I are going to role play right now. We're in a locker room together. All right, Chuck? Me yep. and you were yep. uh, playing. Track, Chuck, former track athlete from Montana, has been in plenty of locker rooms. Yes. This is, this is typically how locker room, this is locker room talk. I'll say to Chuck, Chuck, did you see that sprinter from the University of Nebraska? Yeah, I did. What I would do to her, oh my God, she is so phenomenally hot. Mm -hmm. yeah. She is gorgeous. I would drink her bath water. Yes. That's it. You're not helping me out. You know? I, can't, I can't. I can't. Because I'm, I'm, I'm so afraid I'm going to blurt the something out. The improv over here. Yeah. yeah no, not yeah. an improv. Yeah. yeah. That was hard. Yeah. That, that's, to me, I've never been in a locker room where someone's like, yeah, so I... Uh, I saw this chick uh, in a hall the other day, and I I grabbed her, sexually assaulted her. Yeah, that. There, listen, locker room talk can be disgusting. Oh yeah, they, there's no question about it. But it's always it's hypothetical stuff. Like, oh, I would give my left toe yeah, to be with that girl, or not things you did do. Yeah, or would or be able to get away with. It's it's like if I had a chance with this girl, oh, yes. I would pleasure her nine ways from that's. That's the locker room talk. Or I'll, I'll do with Dowden, a better improv partner. Yes, perhaps. I'm not an improv guy. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Dowden, I heard you're going out with Stephanie this weekend. Yeah, yeah, man. She's hot. Yeah. You going to tap that, down? What's going you know, on? I don't know. We'll see what kind of a girl she turns out to be. But, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to That's up. not locker room talk at all. <laughs> We're terrible at improv Until I spend a lot of time in the locker room. Well, it depends what, uh, what we do well, on that know. evening. You know, and we're going to go out to <laughs> Chili's and have the endless apps and then... I, I, I've never, again, maybe, I, maybe I'm just out of the loop. Maybe that Trump's locker rooms are a little different, different than the ones I am. But it's, all, it's always... I've also never talked locker room talk while I've been mic'd where there was a camera anywhere exactly. either. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Whether I thought it was running or not. Yeah. Kind of a self-check. Here's where I do give Donald Trump a pass. Every man on the planet, and I don't know if women do this or not, we, we rate... Women one to ten, hundred percent, all the time. Yes, that's yeah, women do too. Women do. It I too. would. I don't. I assume they do. Probably not to the degree we do. I could. I could go rapid fire with Chuck and name people mm -hmm. in this in this building right now. We'll go one to ten. Yep. And Dowden will. I mean, that I give him a pass on that. That I don't think that's that's just guy. That's locker room talk. One to ten. But saying, oh, I I just I just grab him and kiss him. That man, nah, I've never quite heard that no i, I to, that, to that degree uh bert's in woodstock bert bondy welcome to the mark aram show how are you sir hey buddy how's it going excellent cool cool i i think uh donald trump uh i think he won the debate mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean there's not room for a lot of improvement mm -hmm. uh 
I think he needs to focus primarily on uh, the fact that he is an outsider, the fact that she is the poster woman of big government, political correctness, uh, the establishment. Uh, if you're for Hillary, you're in the same company with the mainstream media. How does it feel? I mean, that's who you're in company with. You're in company with the establishment. And, and Donald Trump is not responsible for one penny of the $19.5 trillion debt that we have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, see, to me, that's, that to me, that's, hold, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, Bert. To me, that's a winning issue. The, the debt is a winning issue to me. That's, that's like the, the best Republican winning issue of all time. Debt and spending, debt and spending, debt and spending. It's the economy. That's, that's what I would, did you see the leaked Podesta emails? I'm starting to go through a so lot of them, yeah. more WikiLeaks re- re- uh, released more emails, and there was uh, an email between Podesta and someone, and a Democratic operative, saying, going, thank our lucky stars that Trump won the Republican nomination, mm-hmm. because he's the only candidate we know we can beat. Yeah. They were scared to go uh, to face any of the Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich. That that was eye opening. They were praying that Donald Trump won the won the nomination. Yeah. Do you think that there's more quote October surprises coming up on either yeah. side of the aisle? Uh oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, but I think they're going to wait to see if and when they need to release mm-hmm. more. There's, I don't believe for a second that this is it. Yeah. I know WikiLeaks has got more emails. I can't imagine that's the only thing that they've been able to dig up on Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. I just. And we got 30 days of this nonsense. Yeah. All right. Interesting. We'll see. Uh, is that Palm, P-O-M? Palm is in Snellville. Palm, welcome to the Mark Arab Show. Hey, thanks. Pleasure talking to you. Sir. My, my pleasure, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I'm pretty much hearing all the conversation. Basically, it all turns out to be who won the debate. Mm-hmm. My guy versus your guy or your lady or whatever, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, the saddest part of the whole concept is that everybody is passing, you know, talking past each other. No one is actually looking at the issue. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we just talked about debt a few minutes ago. Debt is an issue if you have to pay and actually feel the pain that's taking away money from your disposable income. But we're not. We're just increasing the debt. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter which party we're talking about, but we just keep doing it. We're just pushing it farther and farther away. Kicking the can down the but, road. Correct. No now, one now, this morning, I know, do you ever listen to Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade? Pardon me? Do you ever listen to Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade? I, I try sometimes, okay. yes. You should, by the way. It's a, it's a fantastic show. Anyway, Scott had on political analyst Bill Crane this morning, as we do every morning uh, during political season. And it's always good, fascinating insight from Bill. But Scott made uh, a, an amazing point that, that really struck me. Let's say, Palm, do you have any children, Palm? Yes. How old are your kids? Uh, one in college and one in 12 years old. All right, perfect. You're 12-year-old right now. Boy or girl? Mm-hmm. A girl. How, what's her name? Ella. Ella. That's a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So 12-year-old Ella. Four years ago, she was eight years old during the presidential election between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, right? Mm-hmm. She probably doesn't remember much of that because she was eight and she was she cared about whatever eight-year-old girls care about. But now she's 12. She's on the cusp of being a teenager. 
she is probably paying more attention to what's going on in the news in the world right now, correct? Mm-hmm. She's maturing. A little bit. Yeah. So this, for for 12-year-old beautiful Ella, this is the first time she's actually paid attention to and kind of under, can understand what's going on with the presidential election. Scott Slade this morning said, there's going to be a generation of children that are coming of age, like your beautiful daughter Ella, that thinks that this campaign is what it's always like. And that scared the crap out of Scott Slade and it scares the crap out of me that there are 12 and 13 year old kids across this nation for the first time paying attention to the political scene, to the presidential race. And they see what what happened on the debate last night. And they see the, the, the gutter mudslinging on both sides. And I, I hate to think that there's, as Scott Slate said, there's a generation of children right now that think that's business as usual. That's the way it's always been done. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> when we come back, I know. You lied to me. I'm sorry. I meant it's 750-ish. We're going to come back for a break. We'll come back and we'll do Johnny Kielbasa's football minute. You heard a little tease of the goober. football minute there. I am a goober. I'm sorry, Dad. That's on That's on me. My bad. Uh, no more calls, but you can tweet at me, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. And for joining me this evening, if you are on... Uh, Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram tonight, I'll follow you back because I love you. On Instagram, Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Lots of pictures of uh, food and my dogs. We'll be right back. Early edition of the Mark Arum Show on WSB. Mark Arum on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's been fun. If you missed the uh, first hour of the show, second hour of the show, you'll catch it tonight, 10 to midnight. Uh, And then I'm, I'm off. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'll be back on Friday. Jewish holiday. Jews nugget. Um, yeah. Do we have time for the football minute? All right. Every Monday, we recap the weekend that was in football with the Johnny Kilbasa football minute. Weird weekend in football, both pros and in college, including Georgia Bulldogs playing on a Sunday. Johnny Kilbasa joins us with the uh, oh so popular football minute. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. How are you? I'm hanging in. So um, it, it was a good week for local football teams, but I don't want to steal your thunder. Are you ready for the Johnny Kibasa football minute? You are the thunder maker, Mark Aram. Give me that 10-yard fight. Your home park, Bumblebees, need to do some more conditioning in practice because they keep losing fourth-quarter leads. This time they lost to the ghost of Dan Marino and Tony Dorsett in the form of Pitts throwback uniform. Your Clark County Boo Dogs got a chubby and beat Gamecocks for the first ever Sunday victory. Maddie Ice and Julio Jones came back down to earth with the Vine City Birds of Prey held on to take down the Super Bowl champs. The Ann Arbor Harbaugh beat Rutgers 78 to nothing. Those New Jersey Salami Slices have been outscored 136 to zip over the past two weeks. Perhaps they should play Georgia State or Georgia Southern instead of Big Ten School. Tom Brady returned from suspension and took his vengeance and anger out on the deflated Cleveland Browns. It just wasn't fair. Your Georgia State Panthers ripped and tore their way past the Texas State Bobcats, the Georgia Dome Pot these days. There ain't no smoggy smoke on Rocky Top this week. The magic ran out when the agricultural and mechanical college of Texas nipped them in overtime. The Dallas Cowboys apparently don't need Tony Romore or Des Bryant to be a good team. Most of America hates it when America's team wins. And there's a game to be played tonight. Cam Newton got a noggin knocker, so immortal backup quarterback Derek Anderson will try to continue his magic ways against the Florida Pirates on Monday Night Football. Both teams are surprisingly 1-3. Johnny Kilbasa. And the football minute. Uh, big win by the uh, Falcons in Denver yesterday. That was huge. Bulldogs win on a Sunday. 
I don't think ever in football history have the Falcons and Dogs won on the same day. So they, they no, never put that in your pipe and smoke it, everybody. Um, the Giants stink. They lost last night. I I am so anti my Giants right now. I watched the debate instead of the football game, Johnny. Every time you're that anti-Giants, they end up winning up winning the Super Bowl. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. Uh, so you're off the rest of the week, buddy. Enjoy your time. We'll uh, we'll catch up next Monday with uh, Football Minute and then Fast Food Review on Tuesday and Thursday, all right? All right. I'll have a podcast for everybody on johnnycobasa.com this week regardless. Much listen to uh, podcast and a most uh, you must listen to it. It's at johnnycobasa.com. Follow him on Twitter at johnnycobasa. We appreciate you as always, bro. Anytime, bro. Enjoy your day long. All right. We got to work on that, the transition out of the Football Minute. We got the Fast Food Review down. <laughs> it's a little long. Yeah. Do we have time for Star of the Show? Yeah, let's do start the show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Uh, I'm going to give Star of the Show to Palm's 12-year-old daughter, Ella. Okay. For, uh, I don't know, because she's uh, a beautiful young girl. Done. About to blossom into womanhood. Um, we're not going to sleep, little baby? No? All right. I don't know what that means. We'll do that later on. Okay, we'll do that later on. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram, WSB. If you get a chance, uh, like my Facebook page too, because I post a lot of fun stuff there, not really heavy into the politics there. And if you follow me on Instagram tonight, I'll follow you back at Mark Aram, M A R K A R U M. This has been a blast. News, weather, and traffic next. This is News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet, and it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.